Hey y'all, um, we back with another episode of Wholesome Black Girl. Um, so I'm your host, Camry, and I have my co-host, uh, Kayla, with me today. And we also have a guest, um, Freddie Foulet. He's Woo-hoo. a musician, writer, producer, CEO, so he's here with us today. Woo. But, yes, let's play. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Um, but first, I want to start it off. I want to do like a mental health check. Um, I ain't gonna go first. Oh, I okay. I that. guess um, this is just for today because I'm being really dramatic right now. But I am so heartbroken. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> so heartbroken. Right but it's okay. Okay. Cause fuck it, we ball. Like I say we every episode. Yeah. But I feel like you've had some positives. Oh yeah, I'm alive. I'm here, and also I was just talking to my mom about this. Like for like the past, I guess like couple months, like I just been feeling so much love. Like mm-hmm. I'm so loved, and I just appreciate everyone that's here with me. Uh, shout out to y'all. Because you deserve it's tough. It. Yes, period. I do, <laughs> I do. But like I spent a lot of time being like super ungrateful, but. Glory be to God, y'all. I can relate to that. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm currently in like a state of confusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a state of confusion. I don't know. I said this the last episode, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I'm 23. I'll be 24 in like four months. And I'm still kind of like figuring life out. So I'm a little confused right now with, with life and how it's going, but I'm just going to trust that I'm on the right path. Um, but I feel the same way as Kelly. Like, I feel like I've been surrounded by so much love lately. Um, I had a few falling outs, but... Ultimately, fuck them bitches. <laughs> ultimately, though, like you know, life is going great. So you want to go, Freddie? Yeah, um, I'm I'm in good spirits. I mean, it's a good day. I had a good night. I didn't get much sleep, but you know, we here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, y'all. I mean, no it's a good vibe. This is my first podcast. It's like podcast virginity <laughs> getting snatched up. I, I, damn. I'm okay. actually happy he came on. Like, I'm very happy he came on. I was like super nervous to have Freddie come on this podcast because I feel like you are very intense. I've, I've heard <laughs> so that. I, have heard I, that. I was nervous as hell. I'm like, everything gotta be perfect, period. Like, he ain't about to give me no criticism on this shit. Like, I am gonna criticize. I think uh, that's one thing people know about me. Like, I'm if I have something critical to say, you gonna say I'm gonna say that shit. I mean, that's just how I am. It's all out of love, though. For sure. It always yeah. be loving, I feel like. I never, like, come off, like... Um, I try not to come off condescending. I feel like some people might think I do. I feel like you called me pretentious one time. <gasps> she and sure did. I'm going to be honest, like... Damn. I'd rather be pretentious than trash at something. Like I know that's you know what No, I, th- I don't think just... you're pretentious. I think sometimes in the things and you that's... say, you come you come off as pretentious. Even, like, I don't... even if Thank I am you. pretentious... That's okay. I'm not mad. I'm he not said, mad. I am who I am. Be who you are. But it's like you be needing it sometimes. You like, really do. My last um podcast episode, he had like some He ripped her to shreds. And I ain't mm. like, yo, bitch. Damn. I said, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yo, I literally like. I don't even think it was that bad. I, didn't I, even, I was reading it. No, I said, damn. No, it was no, bad. No. I listened to his because he sent me like a voice message. I listened to it and I was like, <laughs> I was about to cry. I ain't even gonna lie. She texted the group chat. She was like, Did you see what Freddie? <laughs> this, I can't even lie like, to you. Some bitches was like, was Well, like, you got a point. Damn, nigga. Like, you don't even know. This is our first yeah, day out here. Like, we all know shit. what the hell we doing. It was your second. But, okay. All right. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Technically, it was the first because the first one was a pilot. We wasn't yeah, even sure exactly. if it was going to like, be what it is. No, I'm just big. I'm here. just big. But, mm. you know, I you be needing that kind of stuff sometimes from people. So, get you some niggas Definitely. around you that want you to fucking succeed. I'm saying that's Real all. It, that's really all it comes and from. And I could like, tell he was saying it out of like just genuine care. And, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. being genuine. We had a moment like that last night. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. It seems like y'all have a lot of moments. Yeah, I was about to say that too. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're a very honest group. Yeah. Uh, really? And, but that's that's like remember the story with D because uh, she she asked me because we for fun are because all our friends we age and Fred and we all like six four we all work out. Mm-hmm. Obviously Fred doesn't. Damn. That's that's not my niche. You feel what I'm saying? He works with the gym. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like. So every two to six months, like mm, I mean, there are day. there are spans where like I'm really in there, like locked in. Like we we did like a six to eight month span where I was just in the gym like four days a week. You know what I mean, for real, mm-hmm. yeah. But she, yeah. Goes, she goes, I don't understand. Like 
how does like what dynamic does Fred have? And I'm like, I'm trying to quantify it. I'm like, he's being intense, he's confident, like you know what I'm saying? It's like the energy he brings is like he that nigga. So I said, tell you what, I'm about to call him and you can talk to him, give it like ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Verbatim. I still got a text her to prove it. Five minutes later, he calls me and he's like, I get it. I'd fucking like I'm cracking up. I I get it. Like he right. was so intense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like Freddie Duff got good energy. When I saw him perform last night, because we we went to uh makeshift to see him perform and they kept fucking up his <laughs> sound. Like when I saw his face, I said, Yeah, he what irritated. Was that guy's name? His days is fucking numbered. I can't even remember what his name was, bro, but to be honest, like no disrespect, but it don't matter. Because okay, DJ, name, fuck up. Yeah, yeah. When you fucking up like that, your name really don't matter, bro. But, look, look, but he got I'll, that shit together. So shout out to him for getting that shit together. And but day. keep it together, baby. Yeah. But he yeah. had back to my point. He had very good energy performing. Like it was a lot of artists that was like really good last night. But I really like Freddie's energy. Like you had really great crowd interaction. Like all of that shit. Like, Thank you. Um, but I do want to get into your album. Yes, let's do um, it. His album, Will of Fortune. Um, so I feel like when I first heard that album, I feel like I was drawn to it a lot because it was during a time period where I was getting into like um, journaling and like writing down affirmations and stuff like that. And I feel like in your album, it's it's a few affirmations in there. Like yeah. I hear it mm-hmm. a lot, and I feel like the themes that I get from it, like is like self growth. Mm-hmm. Um, self-preservation like I, I just get those kind of themes um so I just want to ask you what what sparked you wanting to create like Will of Fortune like um no, actually before you answer that okay tell me the background on the title of your album because it's, right. it's Will of Fortune not Will, Will. yeah not like Will yeah but yeah Will. Will. yeah so <clears throat> all right so like when I was I was just making music you know what I'm saying? Doing what I love to do. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, I just had a, a collection of songs that I didn't really know what to do with. And that's what kind of like put me on the track to like, okay, I pro- this this can be an album if I do it right. And so I just started thinking like, for me, I like to bring like nostalgia, if that makes sense. Like just, I, that's just the aesthetic that I like to bring. Like I like to make people feel like they know what I'm talking about already or the themes in it. I want them to feel familiar, familiar, right. especially mm-hmm. me knowing that like I'm an artist that like I'm still very obscure. Like I haven't like broken through the mainstream mode yet. Mm-hmm. Um, underground or like independent, like a lot of people say, but I like to say obscure because you can be independent or underground and still have like a real great following. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Thanks. when I thought about that, like, being like somebody that not a lot of people know, I'm like, well, the themes in the album should be familiar so at least like they can connect to something. And so when I was just listening to the music that I was making, it felt like you said, like self-preservation, like, um, you know, affirmations and stuff like that. And it just made me feel like it was centered around like what words or themes, like I said, are like the main parts of this project mm-hmm. and will willpower is one of them so I was like will and I was like okay like I like to play on words a lot you know as a lyricist I feel like that just comes with the territory so mm-hmm. I just kind of played on will of fortune but I made it like I put it it's like I added nuance you know what I'm saying right, so I right. took something that somebody already that most people already know a concept people already know and it's like even like you could be um a couple decades older than than me like you could be 40, 50, 60, you know about the show Will of Fortune. You may not have seen it Mm -hmm. in your (laughs) lifetime, but you've heard about it at least. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like if I could add nuance to something that people already knew a lot about and not even just a small group of people, like a vast group of people and um, make it feel good, then I would be doing something right. So that's how I took the approach to the title. I feel you, I feel you. But... I mean, I feel like you kind of just answered both questions. Yeah, I was about to be like, <laughs> At okay. the same time. Um, Can I ask you more? Yeah. I thought I was going to work today. Uh, about the drums? Yeah, it's cool. So when you first played this, I think Will's was the first song. It was, uh, Will's kind of feels differently from every song on the album because it feels more like a journal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that. I told yeah. him that before. It feels like a really it's, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first version of that. You had edited some parts out. The first version was saying something along the lines talking about like the process like your studio is real cold mm. you're alone it just kind yeah. of like a vulnerable introspective of your mind at that 
Yeah. Some of those parts were cut from that specific song up in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? And the rest of the song, while it's the album, one hundred percent, you know what it is. I'm not yeah. Talking about that, but mm-hmm. I feel like Will feels drastically more like a first person narrative since compared to the rest of the album, which feels like a third person. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're narrating the world for him, whereas in Will's, we're stepping into like your mind. Yeah. You see, right? Yeah. So I was wondering, is there some type of anxiety about breaking down those walls like through vulnerability that you cut it short at will and change your perspective as the album went on mm-hmm. use that to work through that or is that like a separate process um it's definitely like a separate process <laughs> like i need to be able to do those things where it's like i just give you like what's in my mind mm-hmm. strictly with no like uh filter for real for real in order to like tell my story you know what i'm saying but um i feel like in order to engage your audience you also have to be able to speak from a different perspective. From their perspective. You know what I'm saying? And because a lot of my music is very, very personal. So when I'm creating music, it's like, okay, how do I connect with this audience Mm -hmm. the best? So it's like, I can't consistently, to me, I feel like if I'm consistently talking from my perspective the whole time, I get a disconnect. And I never really want to be so far disconnected from the audience Mm -hmm. that like, it's like they can't I'm feel not it. relatable. They can't feel right. it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I try to balance that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like all of my music almost starts off from like just that first person perspective. And then I have to develop it over time, like through different editing processes. Like so a lot of my songs go through like multiple different versions. Like um, I know a lot of people like they might. A lot of artists might just go in the studio and record like a bunch of songs. You might go in a session and do twelve songs or something like that. I've seen people do a whole mixtapes in a session before, but I'm not. I'm I'm typically not in that space. Like, but I'll rework one song five times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll have literally. It'll sound like a different song every time. So that's mm-hmm. like that's just my process. So yeah, it's definitely separate, but it's it's still it still like connects. It's a process, literally like. It starts from this stage and then it goes to like a middle space where it's like, all right, now I'm kind of like, it's introspective, but it's also like forward for the audience. And then it finally gets to that last space where it's like, it's personal, but somebody can, could sing yeah. this and still feel like I'm it's singing their it. You know, I'm like, it, it still feels yeah. like it's day song. And I want all my stuff to feel like it's your song, your song. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, when he wrote this, he was thinking about me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's what just made the switch up, like, because it's kind of like a maelstrom of emotions, right? Where, yeah. Like I said, first person narrative is my first, my favorite type of book. Where it's like you really feel like you're yeah. the character, like you, mm-hmm. or it's like I and such and such, as opposed to addressing a crowd, which is like what the rest of the songs are. Mm. But it feels like like you being a person versus you hanging out with your friends. Yeah. So like, bro, you hit all the notes, like on that. Like it was that. that he definitely did. Like when I first. I don't want to say that Freddie responsible for my podcast, but just like a little, a little bit. Because okay, when I man. first heard it, I, I I think I already told him that. But when I first heard it, though, I was like at work and I was listening to it and listening to what he was saying. I'm like, damn, like I need to get off my ass for like, real. I was like, <laughs> I said damn, I need to get this fucking podcast rolling because people were telling me for like months, like you need to start this podcast, and I was wasn't doing it because I was scared. And then when I listened to that album, I'm like, yeah. Like I was really in go mode. Like, That's I, tough. I, I right. Felt I very we I'm both honest. like locked into it. Was kind of just like, yes, we really got some shit here. And then yeah. even like me with my personal life, like you know, I'm a college graduate. I have my bachelor's degree. Congratulations, Thank yes. you. Congratulations, Graduated early and everything, y'all. Super fire, Damn. different. <laughs> but I fashion merchandising. Damn. All right. <laughs> Okay, it's a couple so, fashion mer- you know what I mean? fashion folks in this My drum. thing is, my thing was like, I always said that I was going to build on whatever my mom made. Like, she has her, she has graduate degrees too. And I was like, okay, so like, now I got to up it. Mm-hmm. But I was dragging my feet because I'm like, I know what I want to go to school for, but you know. Black parents, <laughs> black parents, Hair black flip. collegiate parents uh, have like very strict goals on what they want for mm-hmm. their kids. Black yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when Definitely. you are in a family that can be considered like affluent, um, there's a lot of pressure on you to be that. Yeah. And because yeah. I'm so creative and she just never got it. And I'm like, I want to get my master's, but I want to get it in something that's like more geared towards like 
art. Yeah, like what you want to do, where you want to go. I mean, the whole reason why I got the fashion degree in the first place was because like that was our compromise. Because I was actually wanted to go to school for dance, but she was like, "You ain't gonna make no money." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like people don't really understand, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. I feel like it's, it has to do with like why I didn't start making art on my own sooner, but like. When I, I I just know when I was growing up, the entertainment industry generally just seemed like you had to either be like really lucky or like really rich, really rich, and that's it. Like no, I didn't see how regular people got into the industry at all. But like, mm. I feel like that's why rap ended up being like my catalyst for my creativity and like put my art out because I was able to see how you could see how rappers were building their careers, especially like. Mixtape era, mm, like mm. you know, uh, battle like rap era. Piff, you know what I'm saying? Battle rap, and then like mm-hmm. the blogs and shit like that. Tumblr, all that shit. Like they were literally, you you could they were documenting everything, so you knew like okay, he was doing this before he got signed, and da da da. Yeah, that's a prime example. Nikki. Like all of those, all of the like stars that we have now, Nicki, Drake, Cole, even the weekend. Like for some, somebody that's so like mysterious, like you didn't even know no, what no he shit. looked like for like <laughs> yeah, for the first year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you still could like trace the story and even now it's like well documented but that's yeah. what really got me into like okay I could do this if I really want because I've always been in, in music and arts I, I, the first time I ever performed I was probably like three yeah because my mom was my mom was an artist too. like my mom mm-hmm. is she writes and she does screenplays and um and and regular plays you know what I'm saying like she's she and she directs and stuff she has okay. two books out um, shout out to her. She's pretty decent. You know, shout out to you, mom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she always had us like doing stuff. Like my sister was in school for fashion. Uh, she went to Drexel. My mm-hmm. oldest sister. I got three sisters. And um, you know, are you the baby? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the youngest. Wow, the you boy. probably act just like my I'm dad. Boy. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm just let that. Boys that were raised by women. And they were then they were the baby are the most spoiled brats. My sisters love to say that. <laughs> Shout out to y'all too, but I, I really just, feel um, like you probably well, definitely say you spoiled. You, yeah, y'all I know you're spoiled. And I could care less. And that's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I mean you give the thing is I'm an only child. So like we have the same energy okay. when Absolutely. it comes to that type of like the babies and the onlys are the ones that like move like the world belongs to them. Yo, my, and my that's why we be getting the, the shit way. that we want. Yeah. So maybe if exactly. you take some yeah, I mean, maybe take a couple take notes some in, take some take some risks. <laughs> but yeah. Cuz the world does revolve around you because it's your world. Facts. These Y'all niggas like just living in it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's your simulation. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're doing in your simulation, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You exactly. I've never that that. niggas talk about the Matrix and Moses. That shit was real. They'd be a fucking truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you are not the king of Wakanda in the Matrix. Nah. Work at a I don't crack up. Like nigga, you talking about yeah. you, Monster Musa? Like nigga, <laughs> fuck out of here. We was kings, nigga. We was kings. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I cannot stand Hotep. I can't stand Hotep niggas either. Hotep's be saying, like, Chill, I be flipping anything. letters a lot. You got to chill. Like, you, you, you get me too close. Hotep's be saying anything. Like, they, they, they don't be no type of critical thinking, but they think that they are. Except Dr. Thinking. Umar Johnson. We love no, you I over fuck with Umar. Here, I can't lie. Bro. I fuck with we love you. He be, saying, he be saying some weird shit sometimes. He but said, overall, you may not bring your white wife. I said yes. Yeah. Tell them that. No, if, she is when not he, welcome. When here. the spotlight on him, he be talking that talk. Like I've never like, especially yeah. whenever you give him like a a platform platform, he does not embarrass the community. That's how I feel. Like he's just so he funny. say what he need to say, like on Breakfast Club and shit like right, that. Right. You know, these are bigger platforms that like most people watch. You know what I mean? That's true. I never I feel like he'd be he be talking that shit on there, like And it be making sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it do, yeah. but I'm still gonna flat iron my hair, baby. I'm sorry, <laughs> it, and I'm gonna wear my shit. fake lashes. If it looks for real, what you gotta what you gotta understand is that like you're seeing the culture from a male perspective, right? And like I, I like a lot of males kind of speak for black people entirely, so a lot of yeah. males think that like their collective experience is the sum total of black culture. Mm. Like 50%. Real we right. can right. talk hair, about that. Lashes, makeup, that's a big part of black woman culture. Real shit. Sure. I mean? 
You can't take that. A it makes like, I mean, it it like, life, it it life easier. Real. Like, let's be really... Like, if we're going to be 100, like, completely, come on. A lot of times... <laughs> like, assimilation looks different from black men to black women. For sure. So, like, it's a little sure. bit easier for black men to assimilate into white culture because white culture as a whole is male-centric. So if you take the race out of it, to be honest, y'all on the same, y'all on the same level. So if you can just get the rhetoric right, be in the right places, let yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. let yeah. the right let yeah, the let right white like man call you a nigga a couple times, yeah. then you are you are set. Even mm-hmm. to the point where you can have access to their women, which is also like a huge status symbol. Yeah, and Whereas, we should talk about that, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but we need to talk about that more because it's like, why is that a thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, it's weird when like, it's weird how black men and white women fetishize each other. Like that dynamic Ooh. specifically is That's a strange Seeing one. it in real well, time is nasty. Like, people are interested in pushing yeah, a lot, like too much. I'm a big fan of like, I always say like the goofy shit, like we should just ignore. I think Nipsey might have said something like that. Shout out to Nipsey too, R.I.P. Nipsey. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of shit we let, we talk about way too much. Like we give way too much attention. Like mm-hmm. if it's so goofy that we all, like, you know what I'm saying? Most of us be like, nah, that's some goofy shit, but still tweet about it or still like, you know what I'm saying? Have like little incubator conversations in our friend groups and shit like that and brainstorm about like why this is or why it isn't but it's like why does it matter you know what I'm saying like we should just give shit less energy the more energy you give shit like the more it grows that's like when you pour into yourself mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and, and the things you believe in and shit like that you start manifesting that stuff Dead so it's the ass. same concept like if we pour into like the bullshit and like the weird narratives or the weird dynamics it's going to grow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to just hear more about it on a regular basis. That's how the algorithms be, algorithms be picking up on shit. Like, I got, a mixed, I got a mixed thought on that because, like, on one hand, I agree, but on the other hand, it's kind of like, this black kid dies and the marriage mm-hmm. is like, he could have been like a poor lawyer, he could have been an astronaut, he could have been a regular ass nigga. Yeah. Right. And to be honest, oh that would have been fine too. He would have been that's alive. That's the thing. Yeah. That's you the mean? thing. How come, that's one thing that I've noticed, especially about like just media and mass media. How come you have to bring up what the person was doing or who he was? Exactly. Um, All for to justify or to say that the murder was not justified. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was, he or she was just a human being. Is that not enough for him or her to not be alive. Listen. Oh, cause he he was down with Ray Ray down the block. Yeah. He he's like worthless. Or he was just so happy to have a best friend that sold drugs. Okay, so that makes him a drug dealer and he deserves mm-hmm. to die. Oh, he ran into the like he ran a stoplight. We see or that something. all the time. Yeah, all the time. a teacher. He had a criminal record by cops. Uh, his name was Keenan. I don't remember his last name, but. I, I believe it was Keenan, and if I'm wrong, sorry, yeah, so R.I.P. to him though. But right. it was all it was everywhere, and um, people was just justifying it a whole lot, like, oh, well, he was, he wasn't, he was resisting, or you know what I mean, but who they, they asked him a bunch of times to stay still, or da da da. But to be honest, like when you get have, like a lot of people haven't even been put in handcuffs before, right? Them or, things or hurt. Subdued by police, especially mm-hmm. a group of them, and it's a lot of people you'd be surprised that haven't even been pulled over, like. I've been pulled over several times and I remember the anxiety I felt like when the first cop car pulled up and then the second cop car pulled up and then the third, the third cop one. car pulled up. Like, why are there so many cops for a regular traffic stop? And to be honest, exactly. why am I even getting stopped for headlights? Or, you know what I'm saying? It'd be little mundane stuff that they just try to like press you for. And so yeah. with that being said, like imagine being put in handcuffs, being forced to the ground, like people barking orders at you. They holding guns or tasers at you like your anxiety is probably going to be on a thousand so to then say to somebody like or to say about somebody yeah don't move and then after somebody's dead from being murdered by a cop to say oh well they were resisting my life is in danger the natural the natural reaction innately is to is to resist you know what i'm saying being in danger like when you when your life feels threatened what do you like even when you fight if someone were to hit you your actual natural reaction is to hit back like come on like it's like 
Like that's the natural human thing to do, yeah. fight or flight. You wouldn't call it that if it wasn't that's, a thing. That's why I feel like in in times where like we're experiencing like police brutality and stuff like that, I feel like just having <laughs> community is so important. It is. Sisterhood is important. Brotherhood Very, is yeah. important. Family is important. And um I, I feel like you kinda touched on that and for my dogs. Like Ooh. that's my I shit. I feel like you kinda touched on that. that um we and Kella were just talking about this, but we were saying how you know how Usually when, when musicians, they make music about... Well, male musicians, they make music about friendships. They be like, oh, I'm a ride for my nigga. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Yours was more so like... Sentimental. With love. It was like very vulnerable to me, like in a yeah, way that I haven't sure. heard it before. Mm. You know so, what I get around by Tupac when they just showed up at his house? Yeah. Yeah. It was just chill ass yeah. yeah. Was that intentional though? For you to... Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I remember like when I first got the spark for that song. Mm-hmm. Um... The sample was Donnie McClurkin. I, I yes. did not you mention mean, the sample. I am a church. I'm a church yeah. lady girl. I'm. <laughs> I am a God fearing woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I heard yeah. it. and I was like, yes. Yeah. So yeah. once I once we did that, we were we were shocked that no one sampled it before. Like I haven't never heard nobody sample that record, and it's just like such a beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So beautiful. Record. It's like so. Once we got that, and I I just listened to it and got into it for a while, like. I just was when I was writing that album. I was just only I only wanted to write things that I felt like were like very important to me because it was about like giving myself, like giving a portion of myself with my art form. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, one of the most important things is friendship. Like as far as what I consider like essentials to life, and I talk about that like throughout the album. It's like mm-hmm. good friends is important, and then it's like it That's from my perspective, family. yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So. Then I wanted to talk about it from my perspective and just like what I feel like being a good friend is about because the society we in now, like this era we have is like very like superficial superficial and just like surface level, so to speak. So because everything is so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. things happen so fast now. So and you know, our the way we build relationships are diff- are different than like they used to be where everything was like you had to literally be in front of that person or like Write letters, you know write letters. Call on a house phone. Only call on a house. It. No cell phone. So you, the timing in which you could interact with people was mm-hmm. just different. Now we have social media. You know what I'm saying? You can you can Facetime somebody on yeah. Instagram. You don't even gotta have a number. No, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a lot of access to people. Email. Yeah, you that's get so scary. much more access. So it's like you think you know people, but it's like you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then just generally like the the worth of what being a friend means, mm. like the things that really go into friendship. I feel like I diluted. So, you know, I, I've had, I've had, I've been to therapy a few times, um, and all that. Right, I don't mean <laughs> just throwing it out there, but no, I just feel I like went to two sessions. Yeah, <laughs> no, I went to more sessions than that. But my point Three. being is like, you would think you went to two though. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Chill, chill, chill. Hours after therapy. Yeah, bro. So I'm thinking of doing this. I was like, that shit ain't sticking. Is it? No, he said. I guess. I guess that's that alternative. Ain't Listen, for me. I'm cracking up. I'll still be ready. It's not sticking at all. <laughs> I, he said. She told me no, no. but mm, I'm gonna do it anyway. That be me. That's why I don't be telling my therapist all the truth. If you watching no, this, Miss Candice, I'm so sorry. Therapist, they be. I be like, I'm never gonna do this again. And my do it right after. Do you hold your friends accountable though? Yeah, we can get into that, but but let me just finish this point. Okay, okay. Let me finish this Fine. point. So to 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 uh, answer your question, yes, it was very intentional. I was just trying to talk about things that I felt like was important and like mm-hmm. shed light on the aspects of friendship that I feel like aren't talked about a lot. Like like what like you know really having like really knowing a person, really mm-hmm. being there for a person. You know what I'm saying like beyond. Um, like romantic relationships I feel mm-hmm. like you have different kinds of love and like there's a strong love that we don't really like dive into in music when it comes to friendship beyond like That's exactly when you out with your saying. friends and shit like that right. or like life that, be feeling for worth my living. dogs yeah for my dogs is definitely about that too but it's also about like it, it just goes deeper like I wanted to reach in and go to does. a different level of it like when you you said something in there about like you know, we don't got to talk every day. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't fall off. We don't cool. fall out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I yeah, I'm just follow up and then we ball out. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. that's the thing. Like, I think especially with female friendships, they like, they want shit. so much access to you. I swear. They want endless access to the point where, like, I'm just like, 
you get you you can get burnt out. Please. You know what I'm saying? Like, you I can just get burnt out something. with friendships too. And? <laughs> but exactly like and, and so right, what because like, everyone has different relationships I talked to one friend Toy shout out to Toy love you babe I talk to her like every day but me and Cam we don't always talk every day we've been exactly. talking more yeah. because like we're doing this together yeah. I, but like I really feel like this gener- just generation has like normalized being super like attached and clingy to people because even it's entitlement it's you know? codependency no, because even um, codependency yeah. even in like some of my previous friendships or even just people that I deal with in general, like they would take it personally if I didn't text them every single day. Mm. And it's like, I'm just personally, I'm not that type of person. Like I really value being alone. Like I really value just sitting by myself and just figuring myself out. I don't want to talk to people. But to be honest, niggas don't like themselves. Niggas niggas don't like themselves. Let me tell you something. They like who they are around. Mm. Yeah, but that's them feeding off. And that's what I realized about a lot of people that were in my life is that they fucked with how I made them feel. Exactly. But if you can't make yourself feel worth it by yourself, then there's an issue. Yeah, you got work to do. Like, you really do have mm. have work to do. It's that shadow work. For oh, real. And we doing that shadow work. And, like, the real thing is, it's like people will leech off of energy. Like, they will try to drain you as much as possible because they don't have a they don't have anything to give. They're like completely empty vessels. So when you come full and whole, they try to take your stuff. Yeah. I read this while I'm reading this book. It's like an infinite book. It's like, it reminds me of the Bible. Like, you said I read somewhere a white person. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this book Benjamin is like Franklin out here, like little prejudice for pot. <laughs> Looking up from hell, like read <laughs> niggas read rolling in his grave. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nigga getting shocked infinitely. <laughs> Y'all, I want I want to touch on one of his songs. No, no, I'm talking Benjamin about Franklin made I'm, you. I'm kind of shifting the conversation. They a little did bit. say he was a jack of all trades. I'm shifting the conversation a little bit. Okay. But I want to talk about burning me out. Uh, I feel like that song, <laughs> that song is so on, like a, a, a on brand Philly nigga song. Like, yes. He was like, I ain't your little baby. Maybe I ain't I your little boosters. <laughs> that killed me. That killed me. Like, yo. Damn. But it's like, I fuck with it because it's like he basically just saying, I just want to fuck you. Like, I just. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's like. But. It's layers to that though. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you okay. Take them off in the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's layers to that too. I mean, but no, I, I, yeah, we could talk about that. I don't mind. Um, Is it... I just got a quick question. What he said was that that song that he said um, something about sending the girl to the third dimension. Was that? Oh, it? that's the Frenches. <laughs> yeah, that's the Frenches. Oh, yeah. I just got. I have a question about that. Do you really think that's how that went? Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you want my honest opinion, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's how I imagine it went. Uh, imagine, imagine. You see how he used words mean uh, things. It's like no, I just feel like yeah. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I do feel like it went it went that way. I mean, imagination, okay. but like also in reality, like the vibes was just giving it. Like it felt like you're not the same person anymore. Like. <laughs> You're not who you used to be. Yes. You're different. I'm Somehow. Moving, all I mean, 2023, I'm moving like that. And I'm just saying, like, somebody this else might do that, magic. too. He was like, he was like, and burning me out, he was like, ladies tremble from a faint touch. Like, I was like, damn, like, you really got it like that? Like, I, I've experienced that. <laughs> I'm only just talking about what I've experienced. And again, you that might happen with somebody else, too. But I'm just talking about what happens with me. I my know personal that. Business. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. when I'm in the mix with it, that's how it be. So I'm going to speak on that. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel like men are... Because it was like a conversation on Twitter and they were saying how like you can be honest, but like it's a way to approach it. Yeah. Why do you feel like men are such dickheads when it comes to honesty? Um... I feel like they be thinking the more straightforward... The yeah, I think it has better. to do with a personal thing first and foremost. Like you, you worried about what this girl... You, what you think she want mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying versus like who you are mm-hmm. like at the end of the day somebody gonna fuck with you or they not gonna fuck with you you know what I'm saying right. and I think like 
a lot of the male, a lot of male entitlement comes from like, I don't really care if she fuck with me or not. This is what I want. So, you know I mean? I'm a, I'm a finesse or finagle mm-hmm. however I can, where it's just like, you get way farther when you just be yourself and like, yeah. you know, yeah. not, not to say like, take what you get, but it's like, you would, you attract what you put out. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you putting out great energy, you're going to get great energy back. So, But yeah. you're a Libra. So you attract what you deserve. Like, that's yeah. enough, yeah. Like, if you're, and and yeah, I know some like I grew up in North Philly, bro. It's like you know a lot of cats who kind of emulate a certain type of behavior, and they get surprised by like the results of it. And we're just we're just talking about men and women by the women that they attract. Yeah, and they're upset that they meet women like them. And like, you want to know what yeah, I was about to say? Like you were gonna do the same. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to that point though, it's like if you um attract what you deserve. A lot of people are delusional, and, what, and they don't, you know, what and they or think they, they deserve wanna, more than what they actually are worth. Yeah, or they don't want to like believe that this is what they deserve, and they maybe should do some more work on themselves. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. getting the the response or you know the energy that you think you deserve, then mm-hmm. maybe you should look in the mirror. And that's why right. Come back yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because we was never good enough to niggas in the first place. Mm. Like, I don't think that we were really born with that trait. Mm. Like, we were constantly told. I remember the first time that someone told me that I was, like, undesirable. Mm. I was five. That's crazy. I was five years old. I was literally... A lot of women had that experience. I was playing with, like, like, a group of people. We were, like, playing house. And the little girl told me... You're too brown. Um, I'm not. We not playing with you. And I'm like, but there was another girl. It was another girl that was like lighter than me. She was still like black. And I was like, well, she brown too. Not your type of brown. And like, I constantly got those messages over and over and over again. And then going to a predominantly white school. And then there was black kids that were there. The black boys made me made me know like they made it their business to make sure that I knew that I wasn't what they wanted Mm. Mm -hmm. so that is the reality for a lot of black women that's why we are always so think critically of ourselves for one and two we're very um hyper vigilant because we always feel like we have to mask and mold ourselves and pack ourselves down to be palatable for not only our family, but black men, white men, white women, yeah, like that, everybody. Black women even. That does go over other into black like our, our dating life too. Like, I, like all the black women I know, they always have poor like dating experiences. And yeah. I feel like that falls back on what she was just saying. Like we're always, we're conditioned to like feel as though we're undesirable. So it's so like, we take what we can get sometimes. Yeah, you take what you can get sometimes. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I I feel like you know a lot of black women have shitty dating experiences, and it falls back on that. And and it falls back on us. It's our fault and all the time. You know what's crazy? Damn. I feel like black women they have better dating experiences when they date outside their race. And I hate to say, and I hate but that it's because it's the truth. Because, and I've experienced and that I've, firsthand. I've talked to to family members. I've talked to even women at work. Um strangers every time they start dating outside their race they have like i give i complete, I, I, i've always I gotten that. treated like, so like well it. by you don't like men what? that i don't like not that black. that that that's a thing that y'all even think that way like when but it's true i'm not saying it's not i'm saying i don't like that it's that it exists like and a so lot of times we've like, done we do it reluctantly too but do you feel like in general black men are like emotionally available or like romantic or I really just, in I, general, I'm not talking individually. Yeah. In general, I really just don't I don't feel think like they have the capacity generally, for it. Generally, I can see that perspective. Like, Why do you think that the, is? Um, I feel like black men do a lot of... Um, yes. I think black men do a lot of uh, if you, pandering, if you will, or like, just, ass. like just trying to like live up to an expectation that they'll never, you know what I'm saying, like be able to reach and I can kind of relate to that to an extent so like when it comes to like dating black women they're automatically on like this this defensive and um 
I feel like that contributes to why like y'all get so much like standoffish kind of like like you said emotionally unavailable vibe because we're always trying to we're always worried about like whether or not we're adequate and that's the thing because i got i i had a conversation with someone about that too and it's just like i get it but in my experience and like every black woman i've ever really talked to it was like but i loved him just because he was him right like i loved him just because and y'all like, have that superpower. Need, yeah, like he doesn't need anything extra. I just want to you, you to bring yourself yeah. to the table. So, so do you feel like social media is a reason why, like a lot of black men feel like they're inadequate sometimes? Because I know we see on social media a lot, like especially on Twitter, like it's a lot of black women like, oh, you gotta pay for this, and if you're not taking me to like steak forty eight, like you don't got a chance with me. Da, 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 da. Do you feel like that has to do with that too? I think it contributes, but I think it goes way beyond yeah, social it's media. It's it's just mm-hmm. a culture mm-hmm. of capitalism. I feel yeah. like that that contributes to that more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Culture, uh, yeah, capitalism, racism. But that's the thing. But I feel like racism is. I think we often stray away from the fact that like there is no racism without capitalism. Like we worried yeah. racism is a the real thing. Don't get me also. don't get me twisted, but. The capitalism whole... is really the root. Racism. I don't want people... Capitalism is like the castle, but like racism is the doors that keep you from like your bank. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like but they built it that way. Yeah, they built it. Wealth but and equity disparity, but there are social barriers that are going to stop me. Yeah. And let's be real. Like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? This, this is very strictly like it's clear that capitalism yeah. came yeah. first. You know what I'm saying? This isn't one of those um, um, riddles or whatever. Like capitalism was the first joint. And I remember like when I was uh in in at community college and shit like that, mm-hmm. uh I had this this uh sociology teacher and we um you know we had to write a paper at the end of the semester about this or that and he revealed like mm, like towards the end of the the semester that he was Republican. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. this was a very open-minded person. White white man, older white man. I was impressed even at how like um, tolerant you know, I could say he was, and just like you know, um, it seemed like he respected all people. You know what I'm saying? Right. But somewhere in our um, classes, we had like open discussions for classes every every class, mm-hmm. and it was all different kinds of people in there, like black, white. You know what I'm saying? LGBTQ, like just. Everybody you can think of was in that class, but this one, this one class, he ended up. Racism was like the topic, and he was just like racism. Mm. Where basically that was his premise, and I was just like stunned because he really his take was that racism was non-existent at this point in time. Like, and you got the age, money, you got the house. Right? Look at you, you're in college, and um, I was just baffled. Like, I never to that was the first time I ever heard anybody actually say racism didn't exist. I don't think I ever heard that before then. And for him to say, I was even more shocked. But then I was like, I shouldn't be shocked. You know what I mean? But I still was. And so towards the end of the class, like when we was turning in them papers and stuff like that, I was reluctant to like even really like connect with the professor the same way I used to. But I remember he, you know, I turned in my paper and he, he, he gave me a good grade on that drawing. But he was like, you, you have, you're a business owner, you're you're this, you're that. I can't believe you wrote this paper about like free free college. Like how could you I can't believe this is your stance. Like okay. this is socialist. And I was like, okay, I don't really see it as socialist. Like I just feel like education should be free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. but yeah. based off what he was saying, like it's true. Adequate like, free education yeah. too. I mean, I the paper was basically uh, about how like, you know, College education should, should be free to everybody if we going like forward the society. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We should be able to have access to free if education you really at a high level. If you want people to survive. Yeah. And so he was just like, if you, gave, if you give people access to free education, then there's no desire for it. Like the value of it goes down. I'm like, how? Like I just couldn't put two and two together there. The but that's just a, a typical like. Cause niggas That's dropping out every day, works, every second, every you know minute. Right, you put right. you put a value on something that's essential, and you run that shit up. 
you know what I'm saying, over time. And it's like, that's how you make money because then people know they need that. So mm -hmm. they're going to pay whatever cost you put on it. I'm sorry, bro. Education can't be devalued by the amount of people that have it. That's... Bro, so it's a wild, but I'm, it's, it's, it's it sounds crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. It sounds crazy, but, but that's, still, that's, how, that's how the thinking is. But even still, like, education is just, like, the base level of it. Like, not everyone is going to be daggone genius. Like, there was niggas in Einstein's class, I'm pretty sure, that was not, was not mentally mm -hmm. where he was at. Teaching the class of niggas. Like you seen like the class all black men. Yeah. Some of them look like me. They was like, I'm just here for the photo. Yeah, like it's, it's like, it's like, even when, even like to circle back to what we was talking about a little earlier about like how come like niggas can't just be regular. Like even the rhetoric behind like everybody, every black person, like black excellence, we all have to strive for like this like mass amount of wealth and we just have to all try to reach to the 1%. And right. it's just like, what is wrong with just being normal like there are people like there are going to be people that are better than you there are going to be people that are worse than you like you're going everything is a spectrum why does it feel like everybody wants to be like the talented 10th yeah because like, the, this this it's it the don't society. ever work like that yeah i mean where we're at in society right now with with this being a predominantly capitalist society and this isn't just america this is just how the world works um Capitalism is based off of like steadily, you know what I'm saying, climbing up the ladder over a period of time throughout life. Like that's the lifestyle of it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like at any point where you feel stagnated, you're automatically at the back end of society. If it if, if we talking about capitalism. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's 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 why that is, and it sucks, but that's just the way the world sees things, you know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. I feel like um a lot of people like are against like socialist and I guess com communist like um, economic systems. Yeah, even communism and it, no one's saying that like we need to transition to those in totality. I feel like the only, that's because the only examples really have of communism is like Stalin. Like, like, exactly. Even cash, and this is what I'm saying. Like no one, but, no one is talking about transitioning and going into to those extremes of. Um, communism or socialism when they talk about them but we're saying that like we need aspects of these different economic systems in order to move forward exactly that's when but it that's gets bad. the thing exactly. like even with communism i always look at it and i'm just like but do you see how selfish communist rulers actually were right like it looks more like a democracy than you really Thing. Yeah, it's closer. In, in, it's in close. Dynamic. It's yeah. very close and dynamic, especially like you said, if you put one person in power and they have like control over everything, yeah. that means that the money is funneling from the top down. If they take 90% of that and then only leave 10% for like two, three, four, five million people, yeah. Yeah. of course it's going to be mm -hmm. shitty. I mean, I don't care how pure you are or how pure you were. And at a certain point, you get up the ladder and you get, gain enough power, like, you're not gonna want to get that gonna, up, yeah. And that's why racism still exists to this right. day. Because if you ask a white person if you would trade places with even one of us who have like, who seem to have it more together than I don't know another random black person or even like an immigrant or anything, like they would still say no because no. they yeah. know that when they go to work, when they have to go to work, they're gonna have to meet some dumb, some dumb Karen that's going. Tell them, ask them if they dad was in their life just based off the fact that you were black mm -hmm. or like little stupid ass microaggressions that you're just going to have to eat because you got to keep your job. Mm -hmm. Like that's they don't want to have to go through that. White people have the power to just be. Yeah. Well, you know what James Baldwin said though? Like white skin is like a manifestation of their allegorical physical tangible power. Like, yeah. Like, Yeah. That's another part of the whole need for black excellence thing. You, mm -hmm. it's been proven and shown so many times in in our society throughout history that in order for black people to be valued, be valued, get any type of anything, yeah. you have to be exceptionally better than yeah. your contemporaries, oh, which Every, will never happen. You know what I'm saying, and it's like we have to do the maximum amount of work. And then some, you know what I'm saying? We have to be the most personable. We have to be just 
otherworldly, you know what I'm saying, as far as like the level of skill and talent and genius. Let's. <laughs> you want no good quote before we change? All right. Uh, you said, um, you said it's nothing to be gained from being more dominant than your fellow man, but it's like something to be gained from being more dominant than like the person you were yesterday. Yeah. That was Hemingway who said that. <laughs> I mean, wait, man. Let's shift the yep, conversation. Off. <laughs> he said, "Okay." He said, "He said, damn, I cracked the code." Me, not me personally. Let's shift the conversation. I don't even know how we got on it, but it was an interesting conversation. But I want to do get to the fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> so we have a few sex questions for you. Oh man. So these was coming. <laughs> no, it's wholesome hey, black girl. Smile. <laughs> so do you prefer do you prefer hair or no hair on the coochie? And have you ever fucked anybody with like a bushy ass coochie? <laughs> like some 70s, 1970s coochie. Oh yeah. man. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I prefer no hair. No hair? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever fucked anybody with a bushy ass coochie? Bushy, bushy. You just said 1970s? 1970s yeah, like, bush. Wolf puss. Nah, I can't say I had. Would you? I can't say I would. Why don't men like hair? I just feel like me. Me personally, I don't want. I don't want to speak for all men. You know no, a lot of men feel this way. But okay, <laughs> so you can speak for all men. Well, yeah, what are you about to say? I want to see what he about to say. But I just feel like it. It's <laughs> similar to what we was talking about earlier. It's a barrier. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. it's a barrier. Yeah, like, I don't feel close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a disconnect. You see what I'm saying? Hey yo, it's no a bullshit. Disconnect. And then it's like, I can't do my best when that barrier is there. Oh, <laughs> why can't you? Because if you know what you're doing, you gotta know how to do. I'm talking about knowing what you're how doing. How do? How you this think is, Adam and Eve like was out here bumping and grinding? They was innocent. They was totally pure. We not gonna do we that. Be, don't right, even right, do that. We don't even do that. Let questions. me let me be. Hold on. Let me be frank. Let me be perfectly clear though. When I talk about this barrier. You talking about something if you know what you're doing. This is uncharted territory. Mm. Every every woman is different. You know what I'm saying? And my job is to learn this particular woman that I'm dealing with at this particular time in this particular space. If I have more to deal with and go through, you know what I'm saying? It was already a lot getting here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this, to be in this space, to be able Wait, to do what I'm doing right now. This is a physical manifestation of the work that I put in. Now I have to... Rummage through, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> okay, so you pay attention to a woman's body because you just said that. You pay yeah, attention to a woman's body. Thousand percent. What are some things that you you do? Like, that make women go crazy. Yeah, that make women go crazy. Like, what's the one? If you could give advice to a man that doesn't know how to fuck, like what would be your one? Eye contact. Okay. Um, what else? Praising. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, my family might be watching this. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Our mamas be watching it too, so but it's cool. What when I say praising, I just mean talking like give you give a fuck about yeah, like, this person. Compliment like, them. You look amazing. Simulate the experience. Bring us into your making. This nigga. Okay. You see, you see, I, <laughs> he draw. He put. Is uh, it polite? Okay. It's it's polite. Yeah. It's, it's definitely about question. being polite. Has a girl ever acted super crazy over your dick? Yes. But to like mm. what length? Um I got an ex that basically I mean she thought I was cheating. Was you? She no. Oh. She thought Sorry. I was, I was just asking. <laughs> she thought I was cheating but I was just exhausted and I let my phone die. I passed out basically from exhaustion. I was working on uh my festival that I do. This was the second year I was doing it. And I basically just was running on e. zero sleep. You know what I'm saying? I was running on nothing. And she was supposed to come over. And yeah, she thought because I didn't answer the phone that, I don't know, something was going on. So she went to my sister crib, Ooh. convinced her to give her the spare key. What? She oh, came wow. in with the spare key, went up to my room. And beat the shit out of you. No, I wasn't in my room. Oh. She went up to my room while I was sitting in the living room thinking that somebody was up there. Like, I was hiding somebody. And nobody was up there. So she just fucked my room. Like, she just trashed my room. Like, oh. tore my my wardrobe down. And then just stormed out. And this is when it gets juicy. Oh, that... Oh, okay, okay, that wasn't so, the juicy part. Because it got juicy, it got the first one. Uh, not quite. 
<laughs> but no, I'm so crying. once once she mind you, at this point in time, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know she was doing that upstairs or nothing. So she just Oh, you were still asleep? I was still basically I was waking up, so I was like getting my bearings together. So Ooh. she just rushes out my crib. So I'm like, oh man, she's clearly upset. Let me see what's wrong. So I chase her, you know, and she goes out my crib. And once I once we both get outside, I like start calling for her, like, yo, where are you going? And she just started booking it. So now I'm chasing her down the street, right? I get to her car. What? <laughs> I get to her car, right? And she reaches in her back seat and pulls out a crowbar. Oh. And like oh, starts. Shit. And I was like, whoa, like, how did we get here? She was like, do you see this? This is what I was going to do. I was going to bust your shit up. That, I'm like, yo, we could just go in the house and talk. Like, this is this is getting somewhere I never expected it to go. He said, like, chill. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's the most, like, there's been other things that have happened too, but that's one that, like. Okay, but, all right. I feel like you just gave it, well, the question I asked you prior to that when I asked you, like, what's some advice you would give to a guy? And you said eye contact, yeah. praise, all that. But, like, what's actually, what's a move that you do that drives women crazy? crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so yeah. If I you like want to demonstrate it, you can. No, no. Not the stroke request. Or do you not have one? You just. I mean, I just really, I just try to pay attention, man. Like, I don't really think you it's. You have a... a signature move. <laughs> every move is different for every woman. I mean, Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I think it's just my approach that's signature, not necessarily What's a particular approach? move. Like, I like to set the tone and set the mood like it's it's more of a psychological game with me psychological, psychological. game yeah like mm. it's not I don't necessarily like how that like sounded i mean that sounds scary it. it might be <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't change that it's a good drum I'm... it might be a little scary you feel me <laughs> okay wait why like... do you think that men are not able to like properly make a woman orgasm because it's their orgasm game yeah for like, sure women are not coming I think At it, all. I don't really know if it's the men. I think y'all don't like the men y'all y'all deal with. Oof. I don't know, but I feel like a lot of men are fucking selfish. They are. When it comes and you like that? Huh? You like that? No. Well, I like that. Yeah. No. And you don't like it either, right? No. And the men y'all dealt with are, are selfish. Yeah, but yeah. that's, that's so in my like prior that. stage. Now it's like. But I, I'm saying this is this is my point. Like a, a lot of women are in what you consider your prior prior stage. So if they're not liking the men that they deal with, then what are the? But we do like them. We like them as but come people. On. I mean, you gotta like start holding men accountable. Like, like I feel <sighs> like y'all are just right. like y'all get y'all nut and then be like, well, well it don't take much well, for us to nut. Well, be caring. Like, it it well let's just be clear. Like it takes more for y'all to nut. It so does, speak, you know but saying? we not worth the work. I be doing squats so I could. I never said that. I, you know, I truly believe so, y'all worth the work. I don't. I mean, how you, often do you have an open dialogue with your partner about like how he's not satisfying? Often. Often, and does anything change? <laughs> At what point in the story do you switch partners? <laughs> First of all, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> but this is to my point. This is exactly what I'm saying. Because I thought y'all was big believers of if, if you can't do it, somebody who can. Right? And it is. There are. So why haven't you found but it's him? like, Softly. I don't want that other man. I mean, we're talking about women generally right. right now. And so, exactly. Do you want the orgasm or not, sis? <laughs> I mean, I do. Do you, do you want the orgasm or not, sis? Like, you can still like the guy. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You talking about the orgasm gap. What about know? Rose Kwan? I'm cracking up. Rose Kwan be, be doing, doing the work. Be, he <laughs> work. Be, if it's, we, if, look, he be doing From what I hear about, about, y'all, about y'all little partner, Rosie, you know I mean? Rosie O'Donnell? Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell way, whatever you want to call him. Wax on, wax on, it's just a, huh? whatever the, the stuff I be hearing look, is it, it happens quick with, anyways, with, with Rosie boy. Let's, let's, you mean? Let's get to I mean, on oh, certain... now y'all want to change topics. Anyways, yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. We gonna play a game of fuck Mary Kill. So you got five categories and you can pick three of them. Okay. Okay. So we got aunties, R and B artists, Instagram baddies, female rappers, and actresses. You gotta pick three categories. Let's. Go, I'm definitely gonna do aunties. Mm. And then uh, what was this the other one? This nigga is chaotic. He told me he would fuck Felicia. Chill, 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 yo. Felicia Rashad. 
absolutely. I would too. Felicia Rashad, Tracy Ellis Ross. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. Chill, chill. All right, come on, pick your category. <laughs> yeah, of course. Damn. Fall off her, yo. First of all, pick your categories. It was it was aunties, R and B singers, Instagram baddies, female rappers, and actresses. Aunties, actresses, and aunties, R and B artists, Instagram baddies, female rappers, and actresses. R and B artists, aunties, actresses, and R and B artists. Okay, aunties. You got Taraji, <sighs> Mia Long, and Angela Bassett. Fuck Mary Kill. I'm I'm fucking Taraji. Okay. I'm marrying Nia. Good John. <gasps> that Sorry, is disrespectful. No. The... But it's cool. Can it's I cool. Go? go ahead. Mary Angela. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nia, That's the Black King right there. Yeah. Kill Taraji right P. Henson. Bro, did you not hear the part where she said Angela Bassett? I did hear that. Yeah. Okay. okay. He don't give a fuck. Damn. I do. I really do. Okay. So who else? What else? What category did you pick? What other one did you? R and B artists. All right. Ari Lennox, Jasmine Sullivan, and Victoria Monet. Fuck Mary. I'm marrying Jasmine. As you should. As you it was, should. It was Ari Lennox and... And Ari Victoria Monet. Jasmine Sullivan and Victoria Monet. Fucking Jasmine Victoria got to go. <gasps> no, I'm fucking Victoria Monet and I'm killing Ari. I love you, Ari, but I'm... You gonna kill Ari? I am. Why are you killing Ari? Why? Because she's not going to be nearly as nasty as Victoria Monet. Okay. Why would I? Why would I need to bring it out of? Because it's a psychological game. Yeah. Oh, he. I'm playing, but she's not even. (laughs) You think this nigga nice? She's not even playing at my. (laughs) Ari Lennox not even playing at my level. You tripping? I'm a. I want to play with somebody that can play at my level, bro. Why am I wasting my time with somebody that needs to graduate when I can? When you can already have I'm not feeling nobody cup, bro. Right. My right. cup not even full well, yet. Ari Lennox nasty too. She is. But not like Victoria. Very nasty. Not like Victoria. Have you heard Jaguar? Yes. I yeah. Have. Okay. You really don't want to taste no shea butter baby. That's crazy. That, yeah, that's Why insane. Would... Nigga, I'm a shea butter baby. I know that's <laughs> motherfucking right. What the fuck you talking about? I'm him. I'm the prize. I'm the catch. The categories left is Instagram baddies and female rappers and actresses. What did you want out of that one? Actresses. Actresses. Okay. Holly Belly from Chloe X. Holly. Kiki Palmer and Coco Jones. Now you've gotten me in a predicament. I'm in a pinch. You said Kiki Palmer, uh, Holly yeah. Belly, yeah. and Coco Jones. Jones. Holly Belly from Chloe X. The problem is I've had a crush on all three of them at different stages in my life. Mm. That's really what the problem is here. Yeah. Um. Well, we can get this out of the way. I'm never going to kill Kiki Palmer. Yes. I'm marrying Kiki Palmer. As you should. That's my bitch. Get it, twin. Everyone Coco calls. Jones killed Holly. <sighs> <sighs> This is hard. This is where it gets hard, though. I'm gonna be honest. That's that's yeah, that's right easy for you, but for me, yo, <laughs> that's easy for you, but for me. I just don't want to kill Holly. Yeah, Although she don't I deserve know, that. I know. Now, all right, I'm gonna kill her though. I'm gonna kill her. Though. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck, fuck Coco. Coco. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry, Holly. When we All meet right. later, I, I, I apologize in person. I'm crazy. <laughs> when we meet later. Well, that wraps up everything. Wow. Um, well, we did get you a gift because what? I want. Yes. That's fire. Get out. This is this is amazing. This is a, poorly, I, I knew this was a good idea. Can I unwrap it now? Yes. I knew this was a good idea to come on this podcast, but I didn't know this was, you know what I'm saying? Look, my guests, they going to get treated. Oh, like this crazy. is insane. I did my research. No, you know? this is crazy. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. I don't know if you got a record player or not, but now I mean, even get if you, yeah, I, you know, this is see, literally I do my research on my guests. You know, I got my ways. Huh? That'll be your next guest? You Lauren, can. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. Lauren Hill is one of the only artists that's ever made me like cry listening to her. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, this is wow. actually. This is. <laughs> no, this is actually one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Oh! This is legit. This is legit. Yeah, y'all. This is super. This is super thorough. Yeah, I'm like, I yeah. Y'all get hugs. Y'all get hugs. This is crazy. You knew about this. You yeah. was in on this. Wow. <laughs> yes. Y'all different, man. Wow. I can't believe this. No, I'm really in. Can't this is like genuine. 
I can't believe this. Man, your eyes getting red. That's crazy. <laughs> like I, I listen to this yes, album we're here for regularly, you. like just to keep me Same. inspired and insane. Um, but I would I would go as far as to say like when I was writing my album, I felt like I wanted it to be like this that. from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? So like well, yeah, this is insane. I'm happy you like Jacob. Thank you well, for coming on. You, you time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I have my ways. I'm a crazy bitch. So <laughs> I have my ways. This right here, um, man. But that wraps up everything. I really want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. You like my first actual guest, man. I really appreciate it. I feel like it fit to have you on here. This is such an honor, man. And I really fuck with Freddie. So <laughs> woo. Yeah, Fred. And thank yeah. y'all yes. for coming to support him. All right. Thank you, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank y'all, man. Wow, this is this is great. Y'all did that.